this year has been so insane on so many levels for so many people. And uh, Dirty Girl season three is uh, also in that boat. We started off this year in this beautiful studio at this gorgeous agency and we've had to be recording the past few months through Zoom, through phone calls, and it's been okay. It's been, we've been hanging in there, but it's been tough for uh, everybody, for creators in particular. I lived in five different places this year. I started off in one place, quarantined in two other places, then moved to a third place, and I'm finally in a condo, <laughs> which is exciting. So we thought the best way to wrap the season up was to hop on a Zoom call. We were in Discord, Zoom or Discord, I don't know, and chat amongst us, us producers, and just really, you know, review what Dirty Girl has been so far and re oh, my cat's outside, and revisit some of our famous episodes. And here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, negative one. That's negative completely two. wrong. No. Come on, be serious. Okay, Method. you're right. Heather, Commit. I think you deserve the honors then. Five, four, three. And that's the sound of my vagina. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tonight on the Dirty Girl Podcast, we are joined by producer extraordinaires Cameron F. Taggy, Alex Marie Salem, and Tristan Scottsdale Bankston. Do you know Marie's a family name? It is. Yo, Scottsdale's pretty sick. What That's is your pretty good name, Tristan? It's Scott. <laughs> it should be Scottsdale. Really? You didn't know that? Oh my god, I'm TSB. Wait, TSB. wait, there's no way it's actually Scott. Scottsdale. It is definitely Scott. But I like Scottsdale better. Wait, your middle name is actually Scott. I promise. You're not messing around. I promise. And she said Scottsdale. You know, like the actress, Kristen Scott Thomas? Well, he's Tristan Scott Bankston. It's, it's Tristan pretty straightforward. Scottsdale Bankston, thank you very much. Sorry. What are the chances that your middle name is Scott and she said Scottsdale? What are the chances that my sister's middle name is Marie and she said Marie? That's, That's pretty crazy. high. What are the chances that my middle name is Joseph and she said F? Like, it's no way. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. She's a witch. I'm Dinger. Did we mention that Bert and Ernie from season one, episode three, are engaged? We did not. I would That's have remembered amazing. this. Yes, Bert and Ernie, season one of Dirty Girl. They talked about how they met, how they started dating, same-sex relationship. They are engaged. And That's beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that cute? Shout out to Bert and Ernie. Weren't they... Were they... They weren't earlier on in their relationship at that time, were they? Like, they'd been together a little while. They've been together for, yeah. Yeah, they've been together you know, a while. if they, um... Congratulations to them. It would be really cool if a cockroach was the ring bear. Oh, that would be so <laughs> full circle. In the animated oh. show, at least. Still. Cockroach walking down the aisle with some rings. As a callback to the episode Bert and Ernie, if you are unfamiliar, you should head back in our feed to episode Bert and Ernie to hear about the cockroach. <laughs> we'll just have our editor, Cameron, uh, put a clip in right here. In college, I had a roommate, you know where I'm going with this, mm -hmm. that thought it would be a phenomenal idea to, I'm not even kidding you, raise roaches 
raise roaches in our fucking dorm room. Did anybody have a significant point of view shift regarding open marriages and polyamory after that episode? That was crazy. For me, I was there mixing and that was, it was wild to listen to. What was surprising about it to you? The the most surprising thing was just being there with three women who are all in polyamorous relationships and in long-term relationships and multiple of them married. So all that, of them were even, married. even right, all of them were married. So even right then was like, holy shit, this isn't just like LA actors, like flirting, dating multiple people, like people I know who go on looking on Tinder for like threesomes and stuff like that. This was like serious there for a serious, real discussion. And it just that to me was like, holy shit. And just there, the conversation was like, yeah, it was, it's a really good one. I really liked that episode. The open, honest communication is something that no matter what kind of relationship you're in, that seems to be the the founding factor of a good relationship is just open, honest communication. Yeah, that was something I didn't realize I had a negative opinion on until you know, I, we talk about in the episode, they both of them, two of them tell me they're in, they've opened up their marriages. And logically, I'm like, that's cool. And then when I see it in person, it totally freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, I can imagine. I haven't seen it in person, but. Um... Yeah, so it was, you know, I'm past that point now where I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's fine. But that was cool to get to talk about it with them. Yeah, I feel it, to me, it feels like I could ask them questions forever. Like just curious questions, like what lifestyle questions? Just. Yeah, like at some point, if you want a baby, what? Who do you talk to? And if you're moving somewhere, who do you talk to? Wait, go what? Fun update. Fun update. I love fun updates. Nicole from that episode. Nicole from that episode is pregnant. Oh shit! She's been posting really cute pictures of both her husband and her girlfriend helping to create the nursery. Wow. Oh my so their little God. Triad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, super fun. That makes me really excited for the day when we get like commercial casting breakdowns. Like when we go right now, it's like, you know, seeking fun, uh, ambiguous ethnic types, you know, and it's be like, Nope, we need, we need husband, girlfriend, Second husband, like <laughs> that'll that that setting up a nursery, and it's an ad for Playco or one of the strollers or whatever, or Gerber. It's like really, it's really cool to see them like living in this way that to me is like I've never seen that, and it looks they look so happy. It's like a little three way. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm not. Nicole's posting about it all over her Instagram, and she's the cutest little pregnant belly ever. So Uh, this is the thing, is that part of coming around to Polly and learning about Polly and educating yourself with Polly and educating other people has to do with redefining commitment. I love this. Because we we are brought up to define commitment as monogamy and that and taught that commitment and monogamy are are uh, synonymous with one another mm. and they are not a commitment to somebody is adhering to a set of agreements it yes. is not only being with that person unless yes. that is yes. your agreement yes and that yes. is that and that yes. is a valid agreement to make it absolutely is just absolutely. as absolutely. 
This is cool. Do you have any other updates across the? Yeah, just go down the list of updates, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. Season two, we interviewed uh, Jana. Uh, She's the host of Women of Size. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And she talked about uh, body positivity and also being Native and her Native identity. She is currently. I've been writing on a new show for Peacock, Janish Meeting. It writes and stars in Rutherford Falls on Peacock Streaming Network. Yeah. So congrats, oh, yeah. Congratulations. And one time I had such bad abdominal pain and I was like, ooh, this is going to be a bad period. And then I got home and I had literally like passed a, like what looked like a bloody ear lobe. So basically we start everyone's career. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, oh, okay. Uh, see, Joy, who came on to talk about going through chemotherapy, is now in remission. So that's exciting. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think the episode we got the most feedback from, uh, from season three, is the depression episode. I had a lot of people reach out to me and say they were happy to hear an honest conversation about mental health and mental illness. I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts about that. I love that we did that episode because I know a lot of, I have even family members that struggle with that. So I think everybody's got some kind of experience with it. And yes, I think it's, I, I, I just appreciated that we could talk openly and I think it was like, yeah, Absolutely. Um, and it was, it was really engaging. That was, it was this year, right? Maybe February, March? It was January. January. That was in person, right? Mm-hmm. It was in you remember, person. You remember in person? In our little Barely. studio. Yeah, it's, in, it's an interesting it's even conversation to bring back up because I think we posted it in like May, but we recorded it in, earlier this year. Pre-COVID, pre-shutdown, pre a lot of the a lot of the conflict that arose in the last four months, five months. Yeah, let's do a let's do an update. Um, how are we feeling? <laughs> How's everyone's mental health? I know, yeah, the episode aired in spring, but we recorded it very beginning of the year. And I know personally, I've had to go up on my medication twice. Even yesterday, I was just crying, feeling terrible. Just, I've had a really hard time during this pandemic, during isolation. And I have a pretty sound support system and I do have a therapist and I am on medication and I am also super fucking privileged and don't have not struggling in the ways that so many people are yet I'm still feeling this way so it doesn't definitely doesn't discriminate how are how are you guys hanging in there can we can we expand upon your feelings first how much of that do you think is directly related to COVID and quarantine you think all of it, just reading the news cycles, not being able to really go to work in the entertainment industry like we could. 
not being able yeah, to Yeah, I think it's socially. a lot of things. I think it's, you know, one part feeling physically isolated because I am very cautious about living with someone who's immunocompromised. And I know people are starting to hang out and people are starting being more lax on wearing masks. And I am fucking scared to do that because if I get COVID, I think that's one thing. If my partner gets COVID, it's a whole other story. So it's been lonely. You know, I've also been unemployed for months, which is terribly boring, (laughs) just the worst. And there's so many people, so many people were in the same boat, but not everyone's industries are coming back in the same capacity or at the same time. Mm -hmm. So yes, a lot of people lost jobs, but a lot of these, a lot of people have also been able to work remotely or been able to return to the workforce. And those of us in the entertainment industry have not been, and theater is, you know, I was doing immersive theater. I was doing live events. I was working on sets and that's just all, you know, hopefully starting to come back. You know, this is the end of October. So it's been a full six months of virtually nothing. And it's been hard feeling like, what's my identity if I can't see my friends and I can't do my job and I'm too depressed to do anything. No. Yeah. So you you call you call your therapist and say, "Excuse me, sir, I'm so sad." And he says, "Okay, you should probably take more meds. You should call your doctor." And I say, "Okay, doctor, can I have more meds?" And they say, "Absolutely. Yes, you can. You are don't have to feel the way you're feeling." And yeah, one day at a time. Do the meds help? I mean, it it helps, doesn't help the circumstances, but it lifts some of the depression goggles Mm -hmm. so that, you know, when you're feeling so low, so motivated, so heavy, it can be hard to convince yourself to do anything, including brushing your teeth, including getting out of bed, you know, and you know, the, it doesn't make the circumstances better. It doesn't make the pandemic go away. It doesn't make you know, my income go up, but it does make me have more agency and more ability to take care of myself, which ultimately helps my mood, helps my experience, helps and is the most important thing. my relationships. Taking care of yourself. Yeah. How about you guys? How are you hanging up? I feel very, very blessed. I haven't um, had to deal with depression there's been days where i get caught in a funk for sure usually i uh can pull myself out of it or it kind of goes away so i really haven't struggled with it but i try to understand your struggle or like my sister's struggle or anybody that i know and support it but um the pandemic's definitely been eye-opening on a lot of different things but specifically depression um I would say I struggle more with paranoia than depression. What are you paranoid about? <laughs> Name something. Craig. <laughs> uh, Cur- the government. The bot that's in this. Craig bot. <laughs> Craig bot that's in this chat right now. 
He's streaming it live to all of your fans. Ha ha, I am Craig Bod. Listen to these people talk. <laughs> uh, um, but no, I've been very, very fortunate and blessed to not um, have struggled with too much depression, like a lot of people. So I try to listen and understand as best as possible so I can help as best as possible. But sometimes, you know, easier said than done. But how about the other amigos? Do you want to go first? If you if I go first, then you have to end it on something really cool. So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds like you actually have no, something no, no, really I don't. cool. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, no. It's it's I'd be happy to go Heather, next Heather and, and make way for build up to Heather, Cam, who's going to really no, no, take no. this Heather home. Heather set a high bar. Tristan came in middle road, like, you know, middle act, second act, soaring the story along. Honestly, I thought it was pretty good for Tristan. It was great. No, no, there's nothing wrong. I mean, he could have shed one tear. He could have been a little more emotional, but we can readjust that and, and do another take. We can fix post. <laughs> post. <laughs> you want to do another take? Now we're, now we're building up back to the second climax, which is either you or me. So I go first. Uh, well, you have to finish it's... it off with like a gut punch. But if... You go first, then I'm I'm gonna have to figure I mean, that out, and I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you could always just you're like not, you're, you're, yeah, it. I could switch the order. <laughs> or hey, hey yeah. man, if you okay, don't want to so talk about is... it either, too, that's okay, man. I want to I want to talk about it. Not you, Alex. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, both. Like, like, because because you were like, I would talk too much. I'm like, that's what we're that's what we're here to that's what we're here to do. No, go ahead. Um yeah we're just we're just too we're just shucks all shucks we're just too polite okay i'll go right ahead all right so Fuck it. We... <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, can we go oh, back to God. that um <laughs> yeah tristan do you have more uh no i will say that you know there's probably certain topics like depression that when we talk about it, it's it's hard for me to um relate so i just try to be as understanding as possible and listen but like i really haven't struggled with it so it's something that i'm just really trying to be a, a support for so if you guys need anything you know sometimes people just want to vent and that has seemed to help a lot absolutely okay i do have depression i was diagnosed with it early on took medication when i was younger don't take medication right now i'm not seeing a therapist um but I'm prone to, it's like a sleeping dragon, I'm prone to spells of it. And I'm, it's very based off, I guess I, I'm, I'm very, um, I get trapped in external gratification and living for the external, especially in the entertainment industry. I'm, first off, very lucky and very blessed to have a very supportive network, especially my family who is within driving distance of me. Um, extremely hard for people who are not either emotionally close to their family, um, financially, location, geolocation-wise, like very hard, I'm sure, to, to feel like you're on your own in a big city like L.A. and then not, having, not being able to work at all. Um, I have multiple friends who, throughout the length of this, are now moving back home for what they think is permanent, just based off of their chosen music or film industry and what they want to do. Yeah, who here has almost moved home? I have almost moved to Hawaii, not home. <laughs> My brother moved to Hawaii. Did he? Tristan needs yeah. to talk to him. Tristan needs his number. He's there right now. No, he just I'm, sent no, me a I, picture. I, what island? Well, I guess he didn't move. He like 
Well, he ended his lease at his apartment and he's been working from home. So right now he's on the big island. I think eventually he's going to go to Oahu and then he might stay. He might go to Cabo. He might, I don't know. And had he been to Hawaii? Was this something he had talked about or was this a, I'm going. I mean, he went with his girlfriend. His girlfriend was laid off and it was, you know, he was working from home and they realized they could work anywhere. And he's like, fuck it. Well, we won't, we, we don't, we, we don't have to go too far down the Hawaii rabbit hole. I, I'm, uh, I love Hawaii and it's definitely in my plan to go there for a year. So I considered going there for sure, but not home, but Hawaii. Hawaii is a much more interesting conversation than what I was talking about. I disagree entirely. I was very bored with Hawaii. I okay. want you to keep going, Cam. Hold on, hold on. And then I was lucky to have um other jobs pop up in different areas of field audio production editing video production editing financially i never hit bottom over even though my mental state was like i'm hitting bottom yeah my family being in close proximity and and covid brought us closer like the group texts were were shooting off even more with covid um exercise is a huge part in the mental health throughout covid exploring other hobbies i've read more than i've ever read in my life combined like i'm I'm just at 52 books this year, which is a book a week for a year, oh. which is my challenge. But I could totally finish more. Nerd. Nerd, exactly. Have you read um, Name of the Wind? No. What is that? That is a fantasy book that you can read. I recommend the audiobook if you like listening. Magical world about a school, and it's brilliant. And people are so angry because he's written these two incredible books and it's supposed to be a trilogy and it's been like a decade since he's published. So everyone's sort of given up on that last book, but shout out name of the wind. Patrick Roth. It's wonderful. Yes. You, it's great. I I did the golden compass, which I had never done as a kid. Those are incredible. Like, Mm. yeah. So it's, and then yeah, all types of books. So I've, I've stayed emotionally healthy. Kind of giving, permission to explore other hobbies and interests that maybe you wouldn't normally do if you were hustling. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I've had, yeah, it evaporated the hustle of LA for me in, in the way that I was going, which was like, you felt busy because you were going to a class or doing a self tape or going to this audition across town or meeting with this person to talk about management. And then it just like took all that away. And I was like, what is important to you? What are you chasing? So it's created a lot of questions and I'm just moving through them. Headspace, got a Headspace. Been doing Headspace a lot. Oh my God, I love Headspace. Sponsored by Headspace. Me too. It's, it's changed my life. Yeah. I'm doing a paint by numbers thing soon because I went over to Alex's and he got into painting and I was like, this feels so lovely. I have to get into painting. Yeah, I'm done. I'm rich and famous, baby. Instagram famous. I made it. Alex, what are you doing? Hashtag Insta famous. I like that. You're like, like now. And yeah, uh, like, like in speed chess, you punch the clock, like your move, bitch. What you got? You know, uh, and I was, I was going to be like, um, oh, damn, you're talking about reading and exercise. I didn't do any of that shit. But yeah, you're right, Heather. I did. Um, Should we talk about Alex, how you hooked up with one of my best friends a year ago? Well, uh, I, I didn't answer how I'm doing in quarantine, but then, yes, we should talk about how I hooked up with one of your friends a year ago, um, provided it's cool with them. 
which I assume you already know that it is, or you wouldn't have brought it up. I mean, we don't have um, to use their name. <laughs> Actually, that's probably exactly what we should talk about, isn't it? Like, what the hell else is there to talk about? <laughs> it's the juiciest thing that's happened this year. Nothing. What happened last year? What's yeah, yeah. We, we can edit it out, but who is it? I'll tell you when you're older. Um, no, no, no. The, uh... <laughs> it's a safe place. I'll tell them. I'll tell you. You don't know them. That's fine. I just want a name. Well, then maybe when we're not recording, I'll give you one. Oh shit! Um, Hold on. We have a quick uh, special guest appearance. <gasps> Hi. Hi, mom. Hi, guys. Miss you all. Haven't seen you in a while, Heather. And Alex. I love you all. I really hope that everyone's staying saying, Heather. I love you. I and I hope you're doing well. You get a specific Love shout you. out, baby girl. Bye, Kayla. Love you, Kayla. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for all your you guys help. Can't wait to hear the story about the girl. What girl? What? Were you not listening? I'm outing. I'm da- outing Alex. Bye, Kayla. A year Bye, ago, Kayla. Alex hooked up with one of my best this, friends. This is great. This is. I, I actually, Heather, Heather, I'm so glad that you that you're doing this. Actually, like genuinely, <laughs> I am a fan. And also, also, like most people would feel the opposite. I couldn't be any happier that you're doing it on mic. I like. I genuinely love everything yeah. about this. But Cam, as I just told Kayla. It's not time to talk about this yet because I haven't gotten to fully answer the COVID question all right, yet. All right. So let me do that. And then I have that to look forward to. I honestly, honestly, I feel good listening, Cam, listening to you say you're 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 exercising and and you're and you're reading and you're and you're doing uh self-enrichment things. That's that's great. I I, I it was hard to get on that train. We made that Bob Ross video up like literally the day quarantine started or like the, the first day we were like, oh, shit, look at the news. Like we might be like shutting things down. What? We made uh, we made a video about it. And uh, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to be in this like content mode the whole time. And then immediately like, no, like, oh, yeah, it's kind of fun to not have to go out like to do anything but i'm unemployed and everything's uncertain and it's scary out there uh and i read this tweet that i like that was somebody was like hey um so who all has been able to be productive during quarantine uh or no it was like so who who hasn't been able to be productive during quarantine and who is a sociopath <laughs> and i was like yes because like feeling wise and heather i like what you said it was like Sometimes I can't do it because I'm physically prevented from doing it because it's shut down because of COVID. And sometimes I might be able to do it. Do we go hang out with people now? But now I I, I feel in a cycle of depression. Like, yes, there's basic self-care that I have I was excited to ignore almost, but then it all it all just compounds as the time goes by. So there is definitely a hard fucking feeling of I'm kind of afraid to go outside now. I certainly started doing it in the last two weeks. I went to a couple of distanced hangouts with a handful of people or less um, and realizing, uh, oh, fuck. Like, like you can go to a public space. And Heather, I, I, I know, I know like everybody's situation is different, but I'm seeing these, like a, like a coffee shop is open. I went to a coffee shop in LA, in Iowa, it didn't count. I went to Iowa two, two months ago, but 
you know, speaking of like half flirting with going home, it's like, oh, it's different out here. I went to a coffee shop in LA for the first time since COVID started two weeks ago. And it's like, this exists. We can just do this. The Dodgers won the World Series last night. And I'm looking at everybody's clips that they're posting of the game ending. And I see a huddle of men running onto the field, hugging each other. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even know they had baseball. Let alone the World Series. (laughs) Like this incredible event for like LA Pride happens last night. And it's in the middle of a time where we can't go outside and really like appreciate it. Um. And it's just been, it's just been a lot of that, but, but during that time, I did learn to paint on a whim. I bought a bunch of paints and, uh, Bob Ross is not only an amazing broadcaster, but also an incredible art teacher and you too. Yes. You, even you can paint. Uh, and it has changed my life. I just did it again yesterday for the first time in weeks. I put, putting it off and I was like, oh yeah, I do love this. And I, a lot, and other things in my life have completely changed for the better because I immediately began spending all my time virtually and I found uh, Twitch and not just like shit you can watch, but communities that you can join and people you can hang out with. Um, And that has changed my life. I even went and met some in real life, let alone like made friends, like lifelong friends in my early thirties. John Mulaney has a joke about that. And like, just, um, and yeah, and and then like started streaming and it's totally changed how I'm focusing not only my career, but my life because it now intersects in a way that I really like. Uh, and I've spent more time in the past six months meeting and speaking with people who live in English speaking parts of the rest of the world outside of this America bubble uh, than I ever have in my life before. And that has been like a kudo, like... Oh my God, he couldn't have come at a better time because yes, I have the privilege of being able to turn the the dial down on the noise of the current, like, you know, um, like news cycle, but I'm definitely doing that uh, in large swaths now for pure energy cleansing reasons. Um, so I don't know, long and the short of it is just life is different but it really is nice to uh, to jump on uh, with with you guys once again. Like, uh, be like, hey, I know. Like, what is time now? It, it has been some time, but we can still do this. And now we're doing it in a new format. That um, we've we've uh, we've we've completed the cycle. We've left one form and been reborn in another. So, cheers, cheers to cheers to the four of us. Tomorrow there'll be more of us. Love that. Well done. I knew you had a more mic droppy moment than I did. <laughs> You're the one doing stand up. I sat down. I sat down mid mid your, I, mid your thing. <laughs> I will say that my computer is about to die and I have been leaving raw chicken out that I need to fry. So this does need to wrap up, but I would love, love, love to end this Dirty Girl season three episode finale with outing Alex as hooking up with one of my yeah, best friends. Yeah, that has to happen. That has to happen. Heather, I attended a social event uh, that you had put together approximately, uh, God, two summers ago. 
Uh, sure. And I'm sure we'll go with that. And met a dear friend of yours. And um, we struck up a very nice rapport. Uh, Do I know this at, friend? Um, at least somewhat. I don't know. You know if I know this person. I don't think you know them well. You will Heather, probably know who they are. When did you find this out? Why are we doing this episode she, now? She probably knew it immediately. Oh, She's I've known. I've known forever. It just occurred to me that I don't think Alex and I have ever talked about we it. We haven't. And... I think it would be so funny to out him while we're recording. <laughs> and we, she is very lovely, and we struck up a rapport. And um, uh, yeah, this is funny. I never thought I'd say this, but you know the sliding into the DMs, as the kids say. And then uh, after you that, um, uh, what can I say? Messages were sent electronically, Tristan. And um, my guy. And. Then, and then uh, uh, a little while later, when schedule permitting, we uh, we we, uh, we we spent a night out uh, together. And um, I don't know. What do you want to know? Oh my God, he's such a coy little bastard. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did you stay? Where did you end up? We went to a bar. We stayed for a bar in West Hollywood. We stayed for a little while. We ended up at my apartment that I am in right now. Where did you wake up? In my, well, in my apartment. Was somebody else there? Um, yes. I want to know what the DM was. Do I know this person? I think my favorite thing was she was telling me <laughs> I'm outing her too. She was like, Heather, I'm going to see your friend Alex's dick. Can't wait to see his dick, Heather. And I was like, Stop. Who is it? Who is it? I will, I will, I will confirm that that exactly that happened. Yeah. She just, she just saw it. It's just funny Nothing the way she happened, was like, right? Alex, you just saw it. Yes, she, she observed it and then she went home. What's your. It was like, thank you very much for showing me that. I have uh, checked that off of the uh, Heather's Friends scavenger hunt. Uh, and now I'm going to um, bid you adieu for the evening. That's exactly what happened. It was a scavenger hunt? I will say I, I love I love how classy you're being. You're not being so classy in the way. Like, I am being kind of a dummy and being... Pulling up this old Can't drama from a year ago, and, like, <laughs> and Alex is handling it so. I just want to know what your DM game is like. What was that DM? What was that first DM? What did you open with? Who says I opened? I'm a little hurt. Over a year ago, two of my best friends had a friend who hooked up with someone, and and not even a mention. Not even. That's a little. Yeah, yeah I would I agree with that one. No, that's that's warranted. You do that's tell warranted. people that. Alex, why didn't we ever talk about I it? I thought maybe you'd bring it up at some point, but you never did. <laughs> right now. I can't. Honestly, though, you get major points. You get major style points for how you did choose to bring it up. <laughs> also, also, I'm not in the habit of being like, yo, bro, guess what I did last night? I totally smashed. Like that just does not feel comfortable to me, that mode of being. But, um, uh, so like, like what details do you volunteer? Do you hear the Alex smashed? 
<laughs> and then they tell two friends and then they tell two friends and then they tell two friends. Um, you know what? You know, I'll go on record saying, Alex, there's a difference between calling all the bros or girls and saying, yo, I smashed and, you know, calling some of your closest friends and saying, hey, I had a good good evening the other night. You know, I feel like I should let you know what's going on in my life. I uh, I had a I had a good evening the other night about a year and a half ago. No, no, about like one year ago. About like one year ago. Yeah. Um. We 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 had we had a lovely time and and uh, and yeah, uh, that was um. Well, all right. <laughs> well, all right. What a lovely like. <laughs> I love this. This is such a great. Uh, and to Dirty Girl season three. <laughs> to talk about male men communication. It's like it's like <laughs> you wanna you wanna talk to us about like what impact <laughs> producing the show has had on our lives, and that's what you chose to end with. Alex, you have come full circle. You are a full gentleman. Old Alex would have just I think he's he's proved he's a gentleman the way he's handled me. Like calling him out in this public way, and he handled it so classily. The smile on his face—he could be internally cussing <laughs> me okay. out. But Cancel culture was ready to, to fucking pull the trigger on you. Mood. We were ready to press the button, Alex, but you somehow you snuck out of our grasp. I I, I love that that you have the button on cancel culture, Cam. If I'm cancel culture, I would I trust nobody <laughs> but Cam. I'd cancel myself. You're way canceled. <laughs> I saw a hat. I saw a friend of mine wearing a hat on Instagram that said, cancel me, daddy. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's a hat I need. <laughs> Let's end Dirty Girl Season 3 with uh, a big hoorah. Thanks for joining us, lads. Maybe we'll do Season 4. Maybe we'll all move back home. Who knows? We don't know. We got Hawaii. no plans. Love you. Hoorah. God bless. My cat says thank you so much to everyone for an amazing season three of Dirty Girl Podcast. We'd like to thank Hoo Ha Ha, A3 Artist Agency, and all our good friends that came out to pick up some merch at Tee Public, and everyone for rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You're the best. I hope you are staying safe and sane. Sending you love. Dirty Girl is produced by me, Heather Ann Gottlieb, along with Cameron Taggy, Tristan Bankston, and Alex Salem. We are distributed by the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. Our logo was designed by Kevin Laughlin. Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Nicole. And we're the hosts of the comedy podcast, Dude, That's Fucked Up. Join us every Wednesday for an irreverent discussion on topics such as light cannibalism, a la the Donner Party, JFK's meth dependency, cryptid fanfic, and even pubes. It's available now on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Go to dtfupodcast.com for more information. You know what's not fucked up? This podcast, you butthole. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha podcast.